Hand Woman. Here we are in the time of gone bat shiznit crazy. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome, Jason. You s- forgot small furry creatures from Alpha Centauri and super intelligent shades of the color blue. Would it matter? Dogs flew spaceships. We've gone so far beyond crazy that there's nothing we can say that will even attempt to sound crazy. But as we got ready to come on the air, and I kid you not, I got a text which proves how sleeping the masses are. My text came from the Marty McFly code of 611-611, my cell phone provider. And the text informed me that we will be keeping you connected during the COVID-19 breakout. Uh, can you imagine the nuggets of using the number 611 and 611 and understanding that probably 98% of everybody won't even blink an eye? I can believe that. Also, you should always know where your towel is, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, there is a reason for the towel. We didn't realize it at the time <laughs> when we were keeping calm, I guess. But um, as people who may not have followed all of our back work, uh, we demonstrated that flipping the nine into a six is just as good as a nine. Um, you just got to stand on your head to think about it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Marty McFly proved that to us at the Twin Pines Mall when he showed up and the clock encoded 911, flipping the six to a nine. That was the proof beyond proof that this was a method that's used, and I've seen it used so many times lately. But when you see a double 911 in code, I think it's pretty clear we're being informed that the first 911 was not enough. We got to do this again, folks. Well, uh, looks like we're here, right? This is a pretty big world changing event, I must say, since just about every nation everywhere is uh, getting with the program, you might say. Yeah, you know, I don't know what we're going to call this new form of government, but it certainly is corporation-centric, the thing that they've been hiding for so long, that our supposed government is actually a corporation. But now they've merged with all industry, it would appear, buying up all the debt, all the housing, basically just buying the world, I guess. Um, And I don't think we have a word to describe what kind of government is emerging out of this. Maybe it's corporate fascism. Would that be a good one? Um, yeah, I mean, we're getting there. Socialistic tendencies, to be sure. I think we're kind of slowly getting there. I am so extra loud. Okay, I better turn myself down if I am extra loud. Let's cut to the to the chase here. First of all, I'm going to offer, Jason, I put a uh, info link in. Will you throw that, since I'm not logged in, will you throw that into the chats? Uh, kick it over to Rose. Uh, I have not vetted this out all the way. Um, But what I've seen so far is interesting, and the reason it's interesting to me is because over the past couple, two, three weeks, um, I've been thinking, how do you move forward? Um, What can possibly be brought to bear that would make a difference in times like these? And I began to realize as I boiled it down to the most basic things that we can think about, that what we need has to be existing. It has to already have structure. Uh, We're not going to be pulling massive things together and rebuilding them and getting them to function. And then it occurred to me, it's obvious on the face of it, um, all these people are in violation of the Constitution that they took an oath to uphold. Furthermore, many of them have taken oaths to God, which is the highest court in this land. And in fact, the ideas that founded the United States and other Western countries as our form of uh, how we relate to the highest authority that we call God. And in this, I've been working out ways um, that we can bring to bear here, because the fact is, things like the Department of Homeland Security, they're unconstitutional, as have been most of the wars that we've been in, as is the Federal Reserve. 
to this end, I'm seeking out some constitutional scholars that Jace and I will try to get in on. But there's another side to this that I've been watching for about four years. Right now, it appears to me that the Vatican is dismantling the Christian mechanism as quick as I can, as quick as they can. When I say mechanism, I say that for a reason, because generally in religions, there's a focal point. We call it the church. Um, in our part of the world, there are many different kinds of churches that would fit the moniker Christianity. Basically, there's a common semblance of some sort between these ideas. What the Vatican has been engaged in is destroying attendance uh, to churches and other things, to the point where they're actually running programs on television now where they'll show the Sikhs in India hosting something like 5,000 people every 20 minutes Everyone welcome. Everyone gets fed. The spiritual idea behind it all is selflessness. Uh, the Sikhs are good at these ideas. And then they would show a place in Japan where they're purifying nature so that the kami spirits, because that's how they relate to nature, God's creation, uh, they purify it every year to let nature know uh, that they're not going to overstep their bounds there. And then they go to St. John's Cathedral in New York. Think it's St. John's. Massive, massive cathedral built for, I think, 3,000 parishioners, Roman Catholic, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And what they're doing now is having zero attendance, and how they buoy attendance is on a certain saint's day, they bring animals. Everyone bring your pets in. They, these goats come down the aisle into the sanctuary. They poop all over the place. I'm not even kidding. It's a clown show. There is no spiritual intent. We can go to these other places in the world. You go to Mecca, two million people show up to show their devotion. You go to New York, people got their goats pooping in the sanctuary. You can see what's going on here. And I would point out that even if you are not a person who attended church a lot or have much of a spiritual concern, the foundations of how we can possibly get out from under all this reside in the idea of the highest court. And they reside in the idea of the Constitution, which was drawn from ideas from the highest court. But there's my big spiel, Jason. Well, I'm sure you've got more to come. That's the way this works. But uh, let's let's take a quote from our friends Edward Bernays, shall we? Let's the, do it. The engineering of consent. Does that sound like what's going on right now? Is the very <laughs> well, essence. Well, well, let, let, let's, I, I don't want to step on you, but let's make clear. When you say engineering of consent, it implies that they're going to get us all to say, okay, I agree, which is, in fact, part of it. But we should explain that back to God's law that I was mentioning before is the idea of common law. In commercially getting people who are so dim-witted to volunteer for a thing they shouldn't, and for the people who just sit there and stare, they're collecting their their permission anyhow. So sorry, Jason. So Edward Bernays actually had a book out called The Engineer of Consent in 1947, but the quote that's attributed to all of it, the engineering of consent is the very essence of the democratic process, the freedom to persuade and suggest. Well, let's talk about jumbo shrimp. I can make up oxymorons. I can make up words that have no meaning at all. Those, those things are nonsense. These are Fifth Avenue marketing ideas, and what marketing is is basically lying and deception. That's what marketing is. That's what human resources is. That's what PR is. And they have become such a part of our existence in this part of the world that we think it's normal. It's not damn normal. It's not damn normal. And when people want to come along and say that democracy is built on engineered consent, I got news for you. Democracy is a word with a meaning. And even though we really never had it here, 
to any degree, um, and people might argue republic and other things, the point is you can't claim democracy at all ever if you engineered it. That is not people doing what people would do to come to an outcome that you could consider democratic. I mean, what do you think? Well, first of all, am I still too loud? I keep having to find a weird balance between my microphones gain and OBS, which doesn't seem to like to play nice with everything. So let me know if I'm still too loud and I'll crank it down some more. But uh, yeah, anyway. For me, you sound good. It's easy to hear you. Right. Well, everything works fine. And then in the recording software, when we do the shows, uh, that all works fine. For some reason, OBS doesn't seem to like to play nice with all of the high-end equipment I've got. So maybe it's maybe it's used to $10 USB mics. Who knows? But anyway, uh, what am I supposed to be answering? Now I distracted myself. I don't know, but let's go ahead and say it. Um, I wasn't going to put out a call like this on the air because I don't, I don't enjoy vetting rats out of the system, but I'm looking for constitutional scholars. It would be great if I could meet some that are not all political in life because I don't want to deal with politics. Uh, It would be great if somebody knows somebody so I don't have to vet for rats coming under the wire to come try to cause trouble for people who are trying to get to a higher-minded result. I would truly like to go back and cover what the Constitution was all about and what's embodied there and what those jackasses and those corporations that call their self-government who are taking over the world right now swore an oath to. And so these are simple ideas and that's why it could possibly have an effect. If you take an oath in this world, does it matter? If you take an oath to the highest court, which we call God in this part of the world, does it matter? Does it matter when you walk into a courtroom that there's a Bible there? Do these things matter? I would suggest they do or they wouldn't be there. Um, And the reason they matter is because there has to be a legitimate foundation for all things. It's like a building. If you make a fake foundation for a building, that building's not going to stand for very long, is it? If you put in early 90, um, my mother got all kinds of Bill of Rights the amendments, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. There were whole sections of her education that dealt directly with this. Now, my wife and I, even though we grew up in the same town, she was out in a further part of East County in a smaller rural school, and I was busing into El Cajon in San Diego, which is an incorporated city uh, for, my gr- for my junior high. What I got was a semester that... I think they called it civics at the time. It quickly became social studies and they dropped those things. But my wife got a whole semester of these things. But for the most part, what we realized is that my generation, as old as I am, what we mostly remember about the Constitution is schoolhouse rock. And I'm not (laughs) even kidding you. So, you know, you made it, Bill, you're a law. That's how we know how a bill works because schoolhouse rock taught us a a song. It's a good song. And there's a problem. Yeah, it's a good song. And there's a problem with this picture because these ideas were founded on the ideas of natural law or godly ideas or the rights of living men and women. And people will come along and they'll poo-poo it and say, oh, well, since this date, the Constitution hasn't applied to you. Since this date, the Constitution's been changed and I don't give a damn. We all came up being informed there was a Constitution. There's your mental contract. We all came up watching these officials swear an oath to the Constitution, and many of them in the same breath, God. Now, in the same way we have learned in recent years, 
that a person who understands how a so-called court of law works can walk in there and take that mofo apart instantly, taking control, flipping the switch, and walking right back out the door he came into, none the worse for wear. And the reason he can do it is because he understands how it was put together. And that's that's the basis of the ideas that I'm suggesting here. What do you think, Jason? Well, I like all of what you said. And by the way, since I see people kind of throwing ideas around here, I set up a P.O. box. So if anybody wants to send us information or, or whatever that they don't necessarily want to go through an alphabet agency, and there are plenty of those literally and figuratively around, I'd like to give that out and start giving that out regularly because you never know who might have something good to share. So let me find the address I just got set up. It is P.O. Box 5163. Covington, Louisiana, 70434, and we can put that in the chat room as well. But I think it's imperative that uh, whatever people are seeing out there and, and going against what should be, we need to all get together and, and share this information. And if you really want to be cool, since this is person to person, so to speak, you can send it for two cents. Uh, you can go into the forum at Crow Triple Seven Radio. I believe someone has started a thread that's made some corrections, or you can go back to our little covert episode there, where we brought a guest in we didn't identify. It was a point five episode uh, who explained why sending uh, through nice. the mail works, and the fact that it works that way um, also underscores the ideas that I'm expressing here. It's systems, man. This whole place is built on systems, and the only reason the systems work is because you've never been allowed to know how the systems work. Once you understand the basis for the system, the foundation of the system, and what your part in the system is, you begin to realize that truly a human being is more than just a serf, which we have all currently been convinced. We wake up. We go work eight hours, we come home, we do licenses, we do income tax, we do all this crap, and then we sleep the last eight hours of our life that's what it's come to this is an engineered reality and so what I'm suggesting is the tools were put in place when this place was founded that we could take a run at what's going on now and by the way if I'm not mistaken any success based on constitutional constitutional or higher godly natural law ideas if any of those things ever came out on top, every single thing that ever happened in violation would crumble to the deck. Just saying. Yes. Now, the whole two cents letter thing, you have to do it a little differently. You have to spell everything out and leave. Like, you can't use L.A. for Louisiana. You actually have to spell out Louisiana because it's it's using the traditional post system as opposed to the... Um, the corporate system, because the, the United States Post Office is actually a corporation separate from the government. It's, it's another one of those little tricks they like to play on us. Right. And, and the zip code and other things have to do with it. But what it points out is that there used to be a post system that was for living men and women. And this is what replaced it. And when you start to get the idea of a postmaster general, well, general's a rank, isn't it? And it's a damn high rank. And as Jason pointed out in a recent episode, correcting me, as of 1972, I believe the Postmaster General was either fourth or fifth in line for the presidency if people came up missing for some strange reason. I guess it can happen. Look at JFK. No one's found him yet, so he's still missing. Uh, maybe he's on some pretty island somewhere. Maybe. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, I, I think that uh, if people have contacts and they know people who are, and I'm saying constitutional scholar, I'm not saying guy who educated himself. And the reason I'm saying that is not to devalue the people that educate themselves, but for the public perception, um, that's kind of a big deal. Um, and a lot of this ends up being about public perception. After all, I opened up this episode, I got a 911-911 text for COVID-19. I mean, how many nines and ones do you got to <laughs> scramble around before someone finally says, "This is a, look, look, Martha, this is a bit odd. There's a lot of ones and nines here. <laughs> well, they're telling you how much of an emergency it is, and you should respond accordingly because they are engineering your consent. <laughs> they, they have done... Uh, I, I don't know where to start. We've we've cut, we're low. We've been made low. The lawnmower came and we got cut. Um, we're like ankle high right now, and we should be like seven foot high. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's true. Um, and for people who don't want to believe it, even in the biggest Hollywood movies, they're making fun of how low they've made us. Jason and I were recently talking about the Men in Black Three movie, where they show up for Andy Warhol, the fraud, the fake the lower of Western minds who is being played by an agent, of course, and commiserating that while I'm lowering all these minds doing stupid things like painting a soup can and a banana, I'm losing my you-know-what here. Let's fake my death and get me <laughs> out of here. Well, meanwhile, Agent J from the future, hint, 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 walks in and says, Andy Warhol, I love your work, at which point fake Andy Warhol starts to insult him as if he's a child. It culminates in Agent J from the future, hint, 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 throwing a wig and stomping out, at which point fake Andy Warhol says, did the baby miss his nap? Do you see what's going on here? They have, in fact, lowered to a severe level the, the rate at which an adult human being functions both emotionally and mentally. Um, and that's where we currently find ourselves. And that's really the main problem with what's going on here. So, Alan Korzep, thank you for the $5 super chat. Alan says, truly thanks for all that you two have been putting out there. More people are waking up. I'm hearing the hospitals are not full. It's all a scare. Let's take a moment to talk about that because people have been doing what journalists used to do, and they are indeed going and checking out these testing centers. They're going to hospitals and uh, urgent cares and all that sort of thing and finding that there really doesn't seem to be any problem at all. Now, the one thing somebody sent to me was that uh, his wife worked in the hospital and that they were reducing staff to, quote unquote, minimize the infection. So, or something along those lines, I might be not quoting that exactly yet, but they're running on low staff to try and keep the uh, transfer rate of, of the so-called illness to not spread among them. So it looks I, like that. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm not, not buying it. I mean, no. I'm not yeah, I'm not it. playing this damn game, man. Viruses don't exist as described. A virus has never been proven to cause sickness or death in anyone. This is the season where people tend to get sick. Lord only knows what variables have been added into the environment to help keep people a little more ill right now. But when you get experts who know EMTs that have been directed to stop CPR after 20 minutes and not wait, the way they used to do it. You can see what's going on here. When more people are dying in their homes because they're not being admitted into hospitals, you can see what's going on here. Um, and by the way, the whole death certificate thing, I think I just saw S-Frog post another addendum that I didn't have full time to read through. But the idea that now even attributing a cause of death has been manipulated to somehow buoy up 
the fake COVID numbers. Uh, it never ends, man. It never ends, and I'm not playing this game. Um, if people want to come in and fake like this diaper-wearing sickness is real, that's on you, but you ain't getting no respect from me at all. Now, the one thing we definitely have to look in more into, and I keep seeing more and more people posting about, is, is this related to EMF poisoning from the 5G things going up? And there are correlations, as far as we can tell, with cell poisoning from that. But I don't know if it's safe to say that we've proven that without a doubt yet. When you take the entire world mind and you convince them that touching another human being can kill you, that alone will begin to cause illness. The entire world mind is propagating this poisonous kind of mentality. And by the way, if Dr. Lena, if some of what Andy Kaufman, Dr. Andy Kaufman has kind of said those are ideas that he's interested in, and the, the so-called new German medicine, which was blocked from publication, is that what since they have never been able to distinguish the difference between a so-called cold and a so-called flu, you know, basically it's, did you throw up? Well, you probably got the flu. Um, there is no test to see the difference between those two things. What the Germans had said, what Dr. Lena and others in his field of doctors that actually try to cure you, remember that kind of idea? They said it's electromagnetic. Now, if those are correct assumptions, then 5G starts to take on a whole other meaning. Then screwing with the world mindset and convincing everyone that if you take a breath, you could get sick. If you touch this, you could get sick. If you touch cardboard, man, that fake virus we just invented out of thin air, that thing will live there for 16 days, you can get sick. And by the way, if you touch your own damn wife that you've been with for 20 years, you could die. You can see how the sickness can be ramped up. And if you don't think that's true, go look up all the empirical data on a thing called a placebo. What a placebo is, is a thing that changes your mind. People have actually been cured of critical disease with placebos because they thought they had medicine when in fact they got a sugar pill. So if you don't think that taking the entirety of the world mind and warping it in the way we're seeing now, of course, with some black magic and spell powder on it, um, you're sadly mistaken. So that alone, in my view, would be enough to get more people coming down with the common cold. Love Flow, thank you so much again for the $100 Super Chat. Great to see you here. She says, thank you, Crow and Jason, for helping people wake up. Keep up the great work, audiences. Audience, please check out Dr. Andrew Kaufman's information, too. Yes, uh, that's my first viral video, so to speak, the one that I have on my channel that says about current testing procedures. That's at 135,000, I think, right now. Let me take a quick check. Yeah, you know, he's getting to be such a name. They're already making uh, he's a shill video. Yeah, the, uh, some, some dude uh, I, I checked out today, w w thankfully with a very small uh, view count and, and subscriber count is going after him. But yeah, it's, oh, it's at 140 now. This thing's grown by leaps and bounds. Well, you can you can always tell when 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 you see an idea you don't agree with. If you're an adult human being, you say, I don't agree with that idea. And here's why. Here's what I do agree with. But when you start saying shill, secret agent, what you're doing is you're showing that you're wearing Huggies diapers. <laughs> and you, you, that's what you're doing. Um, you're making a fearful guess that you couldn't possibly make because you don't know anything about the person you're making the guess about. Um, and this is, this is the new normal, too, part of the lowering of human minds online. Uh, the whole shill idea or the double agent or the secret agent or whatever diaper fearful nine cents you see every day.
You know, I'm glad to see these uh, streams are growing. We're at 469 on YouTube and 282 on DLive. That's quite quite a good jump up from where we started from. We're only getting we're struggling to get over 100 between 100 and 200 a few weeks back. Damn, we're going to start we can eat pumpernickel now. Well, wait a minute. We don't get paid for this, do we? Mm. Only There's the bit. problem. Here nah, I think we're I think we're stuck on stale white bread. <laughs> hey, at least you can find bread. When this whole thing first hit, I literally couldn't find any bread anywhere. That tells you how the social engineering. Buy toilet paper, buy bread. <laughs> yeah, we're making the slices extra thin now because we're low on toilet paper. Well, you've got to have enough for everyone to go around, don't you see? <laughs> <laughs> we're, tr we're truly taking it at both ends here. It's unreal. <laughs> Sounds like celery juice. Oh, you, funny you should say that. So my wife and I have a, one of the pure juicers. It's kind of a little bit cheaper than the very expensive Norwalk. It's still very expensive, but you can get it on payments. And it's better than the Norwalk, by the way. So, of course, we're doing the Gerson-approved method because we know certainly from experience, if you wanted to quit eating, you could just do Gerson juicing every day. You don't even have to drink water, by the way. That's how all-inclusive the nourishment in that particular set of juices but of course as people will do we started saying well hey man what would happen if we blue juice blueberries so we go for the blue that that started out to be a mess so we froze them partially so then when they go through the masticator it didn't get so brutal um that was the ambrosia of god i have never had in my life a, we took wild grown maine blueberries Flat, didn't flash freeze them, partially froze them, masticated them, and pressed them. Oh, my word. That is the best. But then we started thinking, well, what about celery juice? So we did celery. We did all these weird things, and they were great. And so then we put um, – we started mixing them and matching them. But anyhow, that's a whole other story. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. I don't know. But I really like blueberries, so that's a good thing. Uh, you want to go – there's a couple places, mostly Canada and Maine. Uh, I forget the brand, but they're frozen, which is okay, believe it or not. Um, and besides, you don't have much choice because you're not going to get wild-grown blueberries almost anywhere. But if you take those wild-grown blue blueberries, freeze them till they're not hard but they're not squishy, and then masticate them and, and cold-press them, it is juice like you have never had in your life. You just feel instantly like the breath of God blew on you or something. I'm not even kidding. It's just I, – I looked at my wife. I said, I think we just drank the ambrosia of God, and she's sitting there smiling ear to ear. I knew she <laughs> felt the same way. I'm going to have to try that now. I, Rose doesn't like uh, blueberries, though, so I guess I'll have to drink it all myself. I don't know. If she if she had this, I would be surprised if anyone in the world could drink this and say it wasn't just fantastic. We put apple blueberry. We even did, believe it or not, um, kale, strawberry, blueberry. I think that was it, and that was super good. Holly Berry, thanks for the 999 super chat. She says, Crow Jason Rose, thank you for all that you do. Any advice for dealing with a spouse who is completely asleep and has no interest in waking up? Yeah, man. Yeah. You, you, this is the old, you know, the old rude saying, don't defecate where you sleep or where, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, that's. That's a thing you live with every day, and you, if you love that person, then you do what you do to make that work. And the truth, I'm going to tell you a truth here, and it is a provable truth. The only mind you can change in this world because you want to is your own. You can offer ideas to other people who may choose to choose your mind, but what you will find is when you whip out the crowbar, that's a 
pun on my part, uh-huh. um, and you try to pry open that mind and force the new idea in, typically what I've seen happen is it causes trouble, the mind snaps shut, and then it takes them months or years to get where they might have been headed in the first place. My, my advice would be do everything you can to keep the peace where you live with the people you love and change your own mind. And even if it comes to the point where you understand all these things that you consider and accept at this point, if they'll cause trouble, then if you let those things be the next word out of your mouth, that's on you because you're an adult and you know if you say a thing what the result of that will be. So I'm just saying, man, if you know it's going to cause a fight and you do it anyhow, that is so on you. And I know because I did it a lot of times before I learned. Uh, somebody was asking where to get the pure juicer that you have. Online. Um, it's capital letters, P-U-R-E. If you go to the Gerson website, um, I don't remember if it's – I think it's a Gerson.org and a Gerson.com. It's G-E-R-S-O-N. Charlotte Gerson, who we lost about a year ago in her 90s. Um, was the recipient of her father Max Gerson's secret method to cure and just about everything. Now, on that website, they have a pure, uh, approved juicers. And the reason I'm going through this whole spiel is it used to be Norwalk was the only game in town. You're looking at 2500 bucks easy plus tax. It's a lot. But the pure juicer was an engineer who said, hey, I can do to work a deal where people would get money off if they came from Crow 777. But I think he listened to the podcast and got cold feet. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, that's, that's his, he's, he's entitled to do what he will. But on the Gerson site, there are other approved juicers if you can't afford the best masticating cold press juicers. And I believe, and you need to check, Champion is one of those. The difference between a Pure or a Norwalk and a Champion is the difference between... 20 to to $2,400 and the champion being in the neighborhood of $250-$250. Um, Jason was just looking, but I'm doing all this from memory. You need to look it up. And by the way, if you can find used juicers, um, those those are okay, but you got to realize most of the old Norwalks that are used, those things are 65 pounds. Um, the pure juicer I have, uh, I think the whole box weighed 70 pounds with all the parts. Um, they're serious machines. That hydraulic press is no joke. And here's the other thing. The pure juicer, you can put the press in the up position, squeezing for as long as you want. On the Norwalk that I had, you can only do it 10 seconds. Um, not only that, all the blades on the pure juicer are hardened steel. You're never supposed to have to, uh, to sharpen them again. But um, people need to juice, man, and you need to juice organic. You don't want to juice things that were not grown organic um, because you don't know what they were fertilized with. You don't know what that plant ingested. And when you juice the pure juice out of it, you're getting unadulterated chemical. Um, so you want to make sure you're doing doing the organic thing. And by the way, you need to educate yourself about organic because a lot of the things – like when you go into your produce section, if you look at the little sticker and it starts with nine, by law in this country, that's supposed to mean organic if that first number is a nine. But if you look, it will quite often say, oh, this was organically grown in Chile. Well, does anyone consider if Chile even has an organic law that resembles anything we're familiar with? So my point here is do your due diligence. If you live in a farming community, then you're, then you're set where they've got farmer's markets, you can just talk to the grower and know everything you need to know. 
Yorag Bear, thank you for the $5 super chat, says, Hey there, guys. I highly recommend John Proctor as a non-political constitutional scholar. Check him out. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to talk. That's a name I haven't heard before, so we'll definitely have to look into that. Rose, you want to get on that one? Well, there, I, I, for some reason, I feel like I've heard this name. Um, Yorag Bear, um, can you kick us something, uh, either email from crow777radio.com or to Jason or Rose if you have those emails, uh, if you have a contact. Otherwise, I don't think there's anyone Rose can't find. She seems to find everyone when right. she puts her mind to it. But I've heard that name, so thank you for that. I'm very interested. We're going to have to absolutely check that out. Now, maybe we could take a moment to address Holly's question a little bit. If your significant other is at least willing to kind of consider things i would suggest that the first thing to introduce anybody to to try and break the spell of it all is the federal reserve and the federal reserve of course is not federal at all it is a private bank held by if i recall correctly 12 constituent parts and if you look back through that you're going to find all the same kind of names the old money banking families and all that that's the first one to really start with in my opinion and you can you can kind of grow it from there because a lot of people don't want to let go of their their nasa fandom you know the the whole moon thing and all that that's it's hard to go there right away if somebody's really resilient but the federal reserve that is on every piece of paper in their wallet and you can start with that and get them thinking if they'd lie about that what else would they lie about right and not only that um well here's the thing um, you know your significant other better than anyone else, so you know the hopes, the dreams, the concerns. And if you're a thinking individual, you observe, you understand, and you try to boil it down to the simplest. What is my loved one most concerned with? And then in offhand conversations, you can say things like, check this out. Did you know this? And you could go at it a whole different way, but I swear to you, if you get caught pushing on the door, usually that door is going to get dead bolted. Um, and so you've got to, you've got to be wise in what you do. And the real problem with people who are just coming online in the new world and starting to see without the glasses is it's hard to hold it in because there's nobody to talk to about it. And most people that you try to talk to, you become an outsider, you become a conspiracy nut. But I'll tell you another thing. Go ahead and give it two more months. You know, here's the thing. Someone was posting in one of my forums. They'd gone all the way back to an episode like 120 or 140. And they said, I can't believe that you were talking about these things all the way back in. And now here it is. It's happened. And so when you start to see that there were people who could see what was coming, my point is right now they've shut everything down. There's already got to be people in this country that can't pay their rent, that are wondering where their next food is coming from because they're out of money. There's got to be people who are scared to death their house payments not getting made. And this is all part of the plan. My point here is that in a month or two from now, anyone who was not too hot on listening to an alternative point of view are going to be faced with a reality that they never dreamed was possible. I can come on the air right now and I can try to make up the words I think fit. I think maybe corporate fascism is the closest I can come right now, where like the Federal Reserve is actually your open government now kind of idea. Um, when that becomes apparent, if it is, and who knows how long people will sleep, I'm guessing in a month or two, there won't be much denying the fact that our government's not the same. Then those people may be way more open to considering how the hell did we get here. 
But these are not easy things. Part of the problem with the age we're in is the exact problem that you've discussed. And so for the most part, I've said don't start fights with your loved ones over ideas. It's not worth it. Right. Annie Klaus Marsden, thank you for the dollar ninety nine super chat. Annie says, God bless the teachers of this realm. Thank you. Well, thank you. You can definitely bet that we will keep doing what we can. Uh, well, there's another one here I think we should have addressed. Uh, someone was asking about, won't any old juicer work? And uh, the answer is no. Uh, you can explain this one better than me, but it, it has to do with the process and what's being done to the juice. Here's the deal, man. Uh, like all the systems we work with in the world that were designed to do harm and not to further the concerns of a living man or woman, the juicers on the market are engineered in the same way. They have a spinning blade, which does a couple things. The blade destroys every cell in the juice, and it also heats up, and that heat destroys the life. It's like pasteurization in a way. But what's more is almost every juice has these bizarre little screens with little pinholes that's going to jam the juice full through to ensure that every cell is broken apart, that there is absolutely no life left in that juice, which is why we have pasteurization. Did you ever consider why it is we need to boil the life out of everything? Because Lord only knows there could be germs in there. Let me tell you something. Human beings have been around thousands of years, and they didn't boil every damn thing. They were drinking milk straight out of the goat for crying out loud, and we're all still here. The point of pasteurization is the same thing, to reduce the lifespan, to reduce the health, and then to lay it at the door of germs might get you sick, which is what's going on now. Point is... If you take something like, let's use an example, an apple, and you take that apple and you put it, remember those old hand grinders that used, people used to put hamburger through? If you took that apple and put it through that hand grinder, it would be what's called masticated. Then if you wrapped that pulp up in a like cheesecloth or some porous material and squeezed it, that's a cold press. All the life that was in that apple is still in the juice if you drink it immediately. So now, not only are you getting the unadulterated nutrients that existed in that basically package of sunlight, anything grown in a garden could be described that way, has all the nutrients that it pulled out of the ground, all the cell salts are in there for that particular variety, but life, actual living cells, you're ingesting life, and that is the main key here. Uh, let's see, someone else had mentioned about money by the Canadian government being offered to people who are out of work. We're trying to figure that out, if that's a contract you'd be accepting or not. There, there's always some kind of strings to this stuff, and uh, we're very curious about that to see what, what exactly it means if you accept a government handout during a crisis situation like that. Well, I'll tell you what they're going to say. They're going to say, oh, you take money from the government. This is the system we use now. You've opted in. What I'm going to say is this is just more of your nonsense, you criminals. You forced everyone to go broke with the control and power that you had. And then you came in with your money with people who, with people who have no money because you caused it. And you know they need money to live. So it's almost like making a person get stuck in the desert without water and showing up with a canteen saying, hey, would you like some of this? There's no, it's, no, it's not defensible. Every human being in the world needs water. At this point in the game, nearly every human being needs money to have a house, to have a car, to get to work, to raise children, to do all the things that this kind of slave society we've built requires. So it's another coercion. I don't know another word for it. And it's indefensible. And by the way, it's unconstitutional. 
Um, if you can show me somewhere in the Constitution that says that your government can put you on house arrest because they're worried you might get the cold, I'd be interested in seeing that passage in the Constitution. If you could show me one that says you have to close your business because your government didn't want sick people coming into your business, you show me that passage in the Constitution. What I can show you is that every one of those asshats took a oath to uphold the Constitution and in many cases, the laws of God. So I'm just saying, um, yeah, it's going to be taken as tacit permission. I, I believe it will be treated as if you've entered into a contract. You know, let's, um, maybe we should talk a moment to, to, well, how can we put this? We should maybe think about where this all could lead if things go on for too long. Because it's something that we've all been talking about, and of course we're all concerned about it. And as far as the United States is concerned, it looks like they're pushing at least to the end of April to keep everybody in this state of fear, staying indoors, all that kind of thing. Although thankfully, I see a lot of Louisianans out and about, so um, maybe they're not totally giving into it, which is nice to see. But the thing we have to really, really be concerned about is... What's going to happen to the small people, the people who are living paycheck to paycheck and the small businesses that are getting by, but only just? That's a big concern. So maybe everybody can flip this on their head, on the, on the controller's heads, and start doing what you can if you have a little bit of extra to help out those around you. This is something I've been suggesting on several podcasts now. And uh, yeah, that's a thing. Let's, let's, let's work on that. Rachel from New York, thanks for the $20. For Lindsay Rose, you got it. That's cool of you. All right. Um, you know, this comes down to a few things. We don't have the government. I'm I'm 90-something percent certain that the government we had three or four weeks ago is not the governing system that we're going to be forced to be under now. Um, it appears like a form of socialism, I keep saying, but not the kind of Norway socialism, like the kind of fascism socialism that's wholly directed and funded by corporations. And it's hard to mince all these words because everyone knows the government was a corporation faking like they weren't in the first place. But what's going on here is the wholesale ownership of everything is being shifted. The problem with this is, is we have documents that protected us all, like the Constitution, and we didn't defend them, or we didn't defend them to the level we should have. Part of it's our fault. The other part of it's their fault because they took it out of our schools. So when we went through the public education system, we were not duly informed about the founding documents in the same way children now are not being told how to write cursive how can you read the constitution if you can't read cursive i'm just asking and then let's ask another question for the entirety of a contract you signed in cursive in this country these children don't know how to write in cursive what does that tell you tells you that we're going digital tells you that we're going to print tells you that the ownership of everything is changing the small businesses, I'm not sure what's going to happen here. Do they have enough huevos rancheros to just simply knock them over? Because it kind of appears that way. But then there's the backlash from enough of those people. Business owners mostly are not stupid people. It's not easy to run a business. Could they get away with that? But the point I'm making is when you bankrupt them all, then come in behind in Wall Street when you do that kind of thing with debt. It's called a credit default swap. But in essence, what on the face of it appears is when they came in and bought all this debt, they were buying ownership. 
or shares or stakes or control, to say it five different ways, um, in everything, in housing, in industry, in other central banks, which is a bit laughable since we know that the Rothschilds own every central bank in the world. Um, my point here is this. When we come through the other side of this, what was engineered on a lie was forced on us all. If we stand up and we say there's a constitution, there's a higher authority here, we call that higher authority God. Whether or not you've ever been to Sunday school a day in your life, I don't care. If you stand on these principles knowing that when you walk outside, nature is perfect, how did it get here? And for those people still on the fence, I'll tell the tale. I was in Balboa Park one day years ago, and the, the exposition of 19-something or 18-something put all these amazing kind of almost Spanish cathedral-looking buildings, uh, neo-Spanish or whatever they're called. And I was marveling at the buildings, and I went inside, and all the tile work and the pillars and the columns, and it hit me like a bolt of thunder. All of a sudden, I said to myself, self, how did this building get here? Did it grow out of the ground? No. Did it fall from heaven? No. Someone built it. Then I walked out of the building, and I looked up at the air where the clouds were, and I said, how did all this get here? You can't have it both ways. And if you don't go to Sunday school, that's your choice. If you don't have a religion, that's your choice. But if you can give me a better explanation than something had to have created this place, I'm all ears. Um, because when we showed that the spinning models were provably wrong, all the explanations about gravity putting balls together fell apart. My point here is this. If we go back to these principles and hold them up, Everything that has violated these principles, if they can be established again, falls to the ground overnight. Um, and I think these are critical things for people to start talking about. It looks to me like what they're going to push for, there's going to be another event which puts more pain, or they're simply going to starve everybody out until people go bat crazy and start running in the streets. Then they're going to say, oh my God, the people are out of control. Get the troops in there. At the moment the troops go in there, Misery enters the picture, true misery. All rights under the documents that founded this place go out the window. They can take anything, your body, your money, your car, your house, your food, your thoughts, anything, if you go read about martial law and other things. So the idea is not to lose order. So what do we have to work with? In my view, we have a constitution and we have a strong religious foundation under the values that built that constitution, regardless of whether you count yourself a Christian churchgoer or not. If you walk into a court, that Bible there, it's binding your butt, regardless of what you say you are when you walk in there. This is no different. Brandon Wise, thank you for the thousand yen super chat. Crow, have you heard of the Wim Hof method? Uh, we've talked about that before of actually trying to get Wim Hof on. Our friend John from New York is actually uh, attempting to get us in touch. But uh, I don't know how much you've actually looked into Wim Hof yet, Crow. I looked at it a little bit when you when you brought it up. I'd had a few people mention it. Um, it's just so hard for me to keep up on everything. And then I became aware. Um, and that's when you started to try to do the reach out. And, you know, it's you know how it goes when people get to a certain level of popular it's damn near impossible to even deal with email anymore. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if he responds at some point. Yeah, I Hopefully. think it would be a very interesting show that the man's got a lot of interesting techniques that uh, would benefit a lot of people. I know that it's going to require a lot of discipline, that's for sure. 
Yeah, these are the kinds of the things, though, you know, that that is, I appreciate that discipline, you know, self-imposed discipline is really the adult mindset, isn't it? Yeah, we'd all like to go out and drink Kool-Aid and do whatever the hell we want, but there's realities, aren't there? Um, You can't go around doing whatever you want, drink a Kool-Aid and raise a child in the right way, can you? You know, even if you have a dog, you can't go just on vacation and say, I'll see you in two months, dog. There's realities that come with all this. And that's the difference between being a kid in the party zone and being an adult that has to do things. If any of you are trained martial artists out there and uh, aren't shaking in your boots about this nonsense of social distancing, maybe you should take it upon yourself to try and get a few people together and pass on what you've learned. Let's get some discipline out there and help people be a little higher minded. That's a nice way to give of your time, if, uh, especially if you're trapped at home doing nothing. And it's a big part of you know movies that were put in your face like Idiocracy. Um, how can you look at a movie like Idiocracy now? And by the way, I've never sat all the way through it because I can't take it. But I understand why it exists. Um, and so now, seeing what you see around, having covered the things that we've shown, the complete free fall, the lowering of human minds and the adult mentality just in free fall since at least the 1800s, now when you look at something like Idiocracy, you've got to come to grips. This is not a comedy, man. This happened. This is happening. And so the ideas of discipline and adults in the room, these are among the most important things I can think of. Um, and by the way, um, you know, I was born in 63. I can tell you quite a bit about the Constitution, but when I looked at myself, I had to realize that what I could recite easily came from Schoolhouse Rock, and that is unacceptable. Um, and that makes me part of the problem. So I'm going to remedy that. Um, If I asked everybody listening right now, can you recite even the preamble? Um, I'm guessing if you were a schoolhouse rock kid, you can. But other than that, uh, we need to be doing better. We need to discipline ourselves back to the things that matter. And we need to educate ourselves so we have a leg to stand on. This system is no different than a courtroom. If we understand it, I'm sure we can deal with it. NTS Bear, thank you for the 999 Super Chat, was listening to, I think, episode 165 about China and the Silk Road and how it relates to today. Blew me away. I think that he must be referring to, is that the one where we did AI, Jason, when we talked about the Silk Road? I'm guessing that must have been the one. Well, let's ask Rose. She is our tome of knowledge on these things. She is. What What was the episode number? 165. Yeah, Yeah, it's the AI one. Yep. Yeah, the AI episode. Well, that whole episode um, should take on new meaning um, for people in light of what's happened. Because what's driving everything behind what's happening is, in fact, artificial intelligence algorithms and automated systems of a sort for the simple reason that there just is not enough people. And what's kind of ironic about this is, like, let's take PayPal. PayPal informed us, oh, your customer service isn't going to be as quick because people had to go home. Well, people can work on a computer from everywhere. Google informed us we're going to take videos down because the algorithms are going to do it now because we've got less people. I got news for you too, Google. Everybody knows you can work on Google videos from home. So you can see what's happened here. They're trotting out the AI. And by the way, if you see the internet or cell cell phone systems go down for more than a day, when they come back up, you will be living in a different system than you currently use. And the one you currently use is tracked at will and has been tracked at will before the new millennium. 
contrary to belief. Go back and listen to the AI episode, particularly the parts where they're making the argument that, oh, if we could just get our AI to beat someone at checkers, oh my God, we finally beat the grandmaster at checkers, now we can try chess. Oh, we can't beat him, we can't beat him, we can't beat him up, we just beat Gary Kasparov, now we can beat a chess master. Then they go after the game Go, the Chinese game Go. The difference in the number of moves when you start a game of chess between Go and chess is insane. Go look at the episode. They kept trying to beat Go, and they couldn't, and they couldn't, and they couldn't, and they couldn't, until they realized human beings were the problem. So they took human beings out of the AI training, gave the AI permission to write its own AI to solve certain problems, and then to communicate across domains, and they beat a grandmaster in something like 72 hours. Mm. So when you look at that kind of a leap, and you understand the blockchain... Um, which everyone loves to act like is such a great thing. No, it's not. And the reason it's not is because we got AI in the world. Um, the blockchain is a permanent record if you want to view it in that very simplistic way, which means when AI makes a mistake, that mistake is a million times more valuable than the past hundred times it got it right. The reason is, is because it will never make that mistake again, ever. It realized it, it blew it, it corrected for it, now it's on to the next thing. And when you begin to understand AI at that level, then you begin to understand that some dude in Silicon Valley wrote AI and then he said, hey man, can you please go learn Mandarin? And it got back to him in 72 hours and said, wei shoy. And said, hey man, could you maybe go pick up some Portuguese? How about some Spanish? And it came back and it said, muy bueno. Um, this is where we are now. And so I'm just telling you, if the systems come down, what you're looking at is the inserting of a new system, which will be wholly surveillance-based, which it kind of is already. Well, Rose wants us to bring up the surveillance capitalism. I believe that was the book, one of the books you went through. Right. That's a massive tome. It's over 800 pages, if I remember. Uh, Sharona, I can't remember the lady's name who wrote it, but The Rise of Surveillance Capitalism, one of the first full-featured books written by insiders who were in boardrooms. Uh, talking about the loss of humanity. Uh, the other one was the Big Nine, I think it was. Um, and they're the people who coined the term G-Mafia. Uh, the word G-Mafia taking the first letter of each of the Big Nine AI companies, Google, Microsoft, you get it, IBM. Um, and then that also was the first in-depth coverage of the fact that all these systems were put together and even the companies that now run China in 1997 at a picnic in Silicon Valley, they ported all this over to China. And we got, let's see, Alibaba, Baidu, and Tencent, the three big ones in China, which dwarf all other systems, we are told. Um, but what happened there in a communist state was they didn't have to ask permission. And that's why they rolled out the first social rating systems there in the first completely surveillance-driven cities. Uh, there are people living in this world today who will get a text on their cell phone saying, you just lost five social rating points, and by the way, your APR went up 7%, and by the way, you can't rent the apartment because now your points are too low. Not kidding. And that's coming here. They ported that backwards from China, invented in Silicon Valley, implemented in the same communist regime that made up the COVID nonsense out of thin air. And now they ported their kind of social rating system back into Darwin, hint, 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 Australia. 
to let the world of non-sleeping, drooling blind melons understand this is coming to Darwin because it is the evolution, the future evolution of these ideas that we're going to try to blanket the world with. I heard uh, when I quit doing research that they were not far from, I think it was Sydney. I hope I have that right. But this is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. And since we now have a new government, I'm going to ask you, that cell phone in your hand, how long will it be before you get your first text infor informing you what your social rating score is? And by the way, every one of you has a social rating right now because China did what it wanted from its internet, scraping the open internet while our people were doing it but not admitting that they were doing it and not quite at the point where us stupid freedom-dreaming idiots in this country would accept. But those social ratings exist. They've been sold already, openly. So I'm just saying, brave new world here. Let's get to these last couple of super chats that we just got in. Mike Sherman, 1999, thank you so much. Going along for the ride and the view. Keep ev keep strong, everyone. Uh, Val L, thank you for the $2. And Love Flow, once again, for another $100. Thank you so much. Any practical advice for people at this time? How can we all stay in touch to come together and help each other more? This is going along with what I've been saying on uh, the live streams for about a week now. I would suggest that anybody who's got a little bit more right now can reach out to those around them who have a little bit less and put on some sort of dinner, keep the gathering small, but definitely have as many people as you think you can get away with and provide for them. Give them a good meal but have good conversation at the same time. Let's get some good information flowing. Let's turn them on to the right stuff to help them get through all of this since we're all not going to be around each other 24-7. And, you know, let's beat back the thought police, man. Like, let's, let's do this. Let's flip this thing on its heads. Let's use this time that they're inflicting on us to spit in their faces, really, and say, fine, we're going to build a tight-knit community again since you're forbidding us from going out and going to a coffee shop or going to a bar or restaurant. We'll do it in our well, homes. Let, let me, I mean, that's critically important. Number one, be good and help your fellow man or woman, regardless of race, creed, color, or any other damn thing. If they're a human being and you can help them, exactly. help them. Absolutely. But it's unconstitutional to be placed on house arrest. Know your rights. If you don't know your rights, take a few minutes to get on the internet and know your rights. Exercise your rights. Demand your rights. Um, don't lose order. That is the primary thing. I am so almost convinced that either the attrition is going to be used until people go insane because they don't have any food and they can't pay their bills or some other shoe is going to drop. Now, if we're all there for each other, we can try to lessen these ideas. But the main thing is everyone's rights are being violated right now. And that's indefensible if people make it indefensible. And I think that's the only way that I can see for us to move forward without some kind of a horror story coming out of this. And by the way, I think that the powers that be are completely willing to have the horror story written. I don't think they'd blink an eye. Matter of fact, it'd probably serve their purpose if the Georgia Guidestones have anything to say about it. And apparently they do, because as far as I know, no leader in any municipality challenged the fact that there are mason-made stones sitting in a state claiming that the vast majority of us got to go. And by the way, you got to go in seven languages or whatever it is. By the way, uh, I was speaking to Love Flow the other day, and I was suggesting that if somebody really wants to 
take a leap like they used to in the old days. Uh, before the internet and all that, you can get into long-distance radio, shortwave and ham radios and all that. That is what happens a lot of times in emergencies. When everything is down, you'll see the ham operators come out and actually be able to communicate with each other, sometimes over very great distances, depending upon what equipment they've got. And unless some massive jamming is going on, that should always work, even There's across states or even countries. There's something about that I got to add. Is it who's the governor of California? Is it Newsom or something? When he was trying to sneak through the back door, that nobody has any exclusion for vaccinations law, which is also unconstitutional. The government has no authority to take your arms and no authority to infringe on your religious freedom. And so they were legislating that religious exclusion for vaccination was no longer acceptable by their illegal law. If I'm not mistaken, they started to lock down use of ham radio in the state of California, which, again, is violating your constitutional rights, people, to keep harping on these ideas. Um, The point I would make is that people have to start to understand the rights that a living man and woman have. And... um, What's going to happen here, if we don't, is the rights of a corporation are going to be the only thing that drives everything. And when you go back and look at all those crappy movies you thought were so great in the 90s, you're going to understand why Taco Bell was the only corporation left. You know why? Because Taco Bell is the only corporation left. The people who own it own every other damn thing. And if we get to this point where this kind of mindless dead thing called a corporation is the new legislative body, for lack of better terms, everywhere, then humanity will suffer for whatever period of time this goes on. And it happened on our watch, which makes us culpable, each one of us culpable. It is your responsibility as an adult to wake the hell up. It is your responsibility as an adult to stand up for others. It is your responsibility as an adult to know your rights, to understand the Constitution, to do the things that adults did for so many decades in this country and try to wake up from the dream state we've been forced into. It's not impossible. I did it. Others have done it. By the way, to use a ham license, you do need to, or to use ham radio, you do need a ham license, and you'll be given a call sign based off of your geographic location. However, in a true emergency, no one is going to pester you if you jump on to get information and communicate with whomever. That's that's just the way it is. They're not going to bother you. However, under normal circumstances, if you try and do that and you don't have your license, they will come after you. They're pretty strict about that sort of thing. So, just to let everybody know, but. Let's end this again on a more positive note. If you have a very good skill set of some sort, tie it in with what I was suggesting earlier about having little dinners. Ham radio is a perfect example. If you're a ham, help the other people around you who might be interested. Like, let's get people set up. I think you can get the equipment. You don't have to buy brand new stuff and spend over $1,000. I looked on uh, Facebook Marketplace the other day, and I was finding it way less than that. So it can be done for a reasonable amount. So... There you go. That's that's something you guys can do. Help each other. If you're a martial artist or maybe even a kickbox or anything like that, you can teach those around you. Have little get-togethers that way. Just find something to help bring our communities back together and not staring at stupid screens. That's right. And exercise your rights. And by the way, if you are a radio operator and you go for the user handle 9K, pretty sure it's taken. And you should be aware of these things. By the way, if you go for 611, pretty sure that's taken too. But you need to broaden your experience and your mind, and you need to grow up into your adult mind and start to look out for everybody. Because at the end of the day, what we have just discovered 
indisputably discovered is that there is no justice, it is just us. And when you know that for a fact, it should change the way we're all living um, because things could get dire. We got to look out for each other and we got to get back to the things that we knew were foundationally workable. In this country, it was the religious ideas of God, no matter how you think about it or don't think about it, it doesn't matter. And the Constitution, which came off those natural ideas. And for people who can't think about it in those ways, I'll put it in other terms. Nature is perfect. There's not a man or a woman or a system or an architect or an engineer in this world who could make a tree from scratch or any part of nature. It is perfect in its design. And somehow it got here. And those ideas are what launched into the ideas of common law, natural law, what we call God's law, if we're religious people, and basically siphoning down to the Constitution. There's a common thread and a relation. These are things that exist in our world. They are workable ideas. But we all got to come together to make the difference. That's all I got, Jason. John Flaherty, thank you so much for the $5. He says, really enjoying tonight's show. Glad to hear that. Good to see you, my friend. All right. If you've got nothing else, Crow, then I guess we can sign off. We're over our hour, and I hope everyone enjoyed it. Any last words? Well, oddly enough, that's the hour for episode 11 of all things. I guess sometimes coinkadink does, in fact, hit the mark. Um, we <laughs> hope you'll join us all next Thursday. And there it is, man. Cheers. Is the enemy of knowing.